What is up? Welcome to the Walk Show podcast, where we explore the walk of life. This is your host, Walker Near. The music for today's show is provided by Misha Zarin, so many thanks to Misha. I strongly encourage people to check out their local food bank to see how they can help, as food banks like Ozark's Food Harvest here in my town are helping people overcome food insecurity, which is a problem we need to solve. You can also follow me on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at The Walk Show or The Walk Show Pod. All those links are in the show notes. This week, we are joined by Dr. Renee Sunday, who is an award-winning 20-year practicing doctor in the area of anesthesiology, a media coach, a self-help and motivational speaker, also known as a grief and loss counselor, and is an ordained minister. Dr. Sunday is a lovely person who has dedicated her life to helping others, and I'm very excited to share our conversation. So let's get over to it. Welcome to the Walk Show podcast, Dr. Renee Sunday, the platform builder. How are you doing this evening? I'm great, Walker. Super excited to be here. Yes, thank you so much for for coming on the show. Um, so, Dr. Sunday, you have uh, a pretty interesting background. You uh, have a career as a, a medical doctor, as an anesthesiologist specifically, <laughs> and uh, and then also are an entrepreneur. Is that is that correct? Yes, I, I have an amazing journey in my life. <laughs> I keep it exciting. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was thinking it's, and I'm getting so far ahead of our conversation right now because we haven't said anything, but I was just thinking, and it's funny because in school, you know, like the number, like the number one and two things that are always suggested, like, do you want to be a doctor or a lawyer, right? Like those are like the, the prestigious things to pursue or whatever. And you became a doctor but then ultimately still decided that entrepreneurship needed to be a part of, of your, your life, uh, part of your financial life and, and business life and all of that. Yes. Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, but, you know, I had a major, major role model. Uh, my sister, um, she's actually a medical doctor as well. She's in uh, family practice in Alabama. And so I was that nagging little sister. I know you guys probably have heard those. <laughs> wherever she went I went I was always in her book so it was actually I was marked actually to be a physician because I was always trying to do what she was doing (laughs) I see I see that's funny so yeah so um so why don't why don't we we jump in and talk a little bit and and just to be clear I tell most of my guests this that the the walk show is kind of like a a wheel with spokes we're not going to go in a consecutive order necessarily I might end up asking you multiple questions, but uh, it, that are not in order. But but let's start now talking about your your business that you're doing now with the platform building. Uh, I mean, you're on you've got your own website, drnaysunday.com. You're you've got Instagram, Facebook. I mean, you're all over the place. So talk to us about that. <laughs> Walker, you're a man. <laughs> the thing about it is, uh, you know, in life we have so many. I mean, great things that's inside of us. Mm-hmm. And I I knew I had that and I had that feeling as being a, a medical doctor as well. But I wanted to help people identify their purpose if they wasn't aware of it. But mm-hmm. then if you are aware of it, Walker, you have to build a solid foundation and build a platform that you can actually express your, you know, the things that's in your in your heart and in your belly, as some people say. But the gifts you have inside, express that to the world because people have to see you and they have to hear you in order for you to be a part of that, what we call not a tribe, but be part of your community. But those gifts come out 
and you'll be able to help them monetize that platform. So that's how it actually all, all started because people always came to me and say, well, how did you do that? From a, You're a doctor, entrepreneur, you day. And I said, well, I went with the gifts that was inside of me. I love making people, the simplest thing is life is smile, Walker. If, mm-hmm. if I help you smile, then you, act, you are excited about accomplishing your dreams and goals in your life. And that's how it all started. And then, so I do the things that makes that I'm passionate about. I love helping people start businesses. And also when we started, it has to be a solid foundation, solid platform. And then we have to make sure we scale it, which that means is monetize it. And so we can give back to the community. That's my, my heart as a humanitarian to give back, but we have to make sure we fill our pot and, you know, take care of the things of our family and ourselves that we can spread out to the world. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that that makes, makes a lot of sense. And, you know, I, I've recently come across a, a lot of, um, I don't know, articles, podcast conversations, I don't, I don't know, variety of, of media sources <laughs> um, that, that talk about entrepreneurship really being kind of the, the only way to really get freedom. Um, because when you work for someone else, there's potentially, you know, you're not in as much control over the, the scenario. Um uh, that being said, I do think that that belies the, 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 the challenges that come with being an entrepreneur. Um, I guess, what is your, what is your kind of take on that? I mean, do you feel like most people should be trying to pursue something entrepreneurial, even if it's not going to replace their, 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 maybe their nine to five kind of, you know, job? Oh, I think so. Yes. Because like you said earlier, Walker, you know, sometimes we growing up, we, we, you know, your, your parents or your, the person taking care of you said two things, doctor, lawyer, doctor, lawyer, or, or mm-hmm. something like that. And so a lot of times we followed in those footsteps and that may not have been that real dream down way inside. And so I think you should do that. But a lot of times, let me say this, let's just be transparent. You have to, whatever nine to five or whatever job you're doing now may feed the things that you really want to do on the side, the entrepreneurship drive, because it does take capital. We're not going to sugarcoat it. And so a one way to feed that is doing your nine to five and then doing that. Some people call it side hustle, but doing what you want to do that's passionate to you. And then before you know it, you're going to actually want to do that thing more than you want to do your nine to five. And of course, there's strategies, of course, of how you're doing that. So you can actually keep your family or have harmony. But I think everyone has that because think about it, Walker, the things that I teach and, and, and you know, tell my clients and, and, and tell students and people, whoever I come around is the things that I learn in my medical field. So the skill sets that you're doing in your nine to five, that you're doing on a daily basis, come across, you know, you want to be compassionate. You want to have empathy. You want to actually transfer your skills that you have to someone else and you want them to pretty much take off like an eagle um, so they actually can pursue their dreams and, of course, monetize it at the same time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so when you're, you know, I- Again, like I said, you, you've got social media. You, you, you're obviously doing a podcast yourself, and then um, you've written a book. Are, are you working with individuals, or are you primarily con- connecting with people through these media, you know, co- this media content um, that way, or do you actually work with individuals one on one? Well, you know, let me tell you, Walker, it's, it's a journey, right? I started off, uh, and, and if anyone remember back in the day, I'm, I'm, I'm going to date myself to let you know how old I am shortly. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
you know, it used to be a, a era out there that they said coaches need to start off as one-on-one clients. But I was that out of the box kind of person starting out. I mean, we're talking to, you know, 2012, back, you know, back in those days. Mm-hmm. Um, I was that person that wanted to do group coaching off the bat. So I was one of those unicorn people that started mm-hmm. with group coaching uh, in the beginning. So it actually was a great asset that when I started teaching in regards of, you know, coaching, counseling, in regards of corporate America, it was a win-win because I was already able to be able to, you know, do a crowd of people more than two people. <laughs> because mm-hmm. You know, with group coaching, you got, you know, it's more than that one person. And it's a lot goes with that, Walker. You know, you have different personalities, how to still have that leadership, but be able to, just like teachers do a wonderful job. Everyone learns a different way. So I started out that way, which people are like, why did you even do that? But it was a natural gift that I had inside. And so I was able to do that very easily. And so now, especially now, you know, with everything's going on in the world now, a lot of people are trying to do that with group coaching, doing it virtually, et cetera. And now the demand is really on me because people are not trying to switch that over. So, but I really do my shine Walker in, in, a, in a group setting. <laughs> mm. So, but so, but so, you, I mean, maybe not in the, the midst of the pandemic, but um, at least when the world was still normal to some extent, um, you were actually doing like group events that people could, could go to and, and see you like at a live speaking event kind of thing. Yes. I really like doing, um, and I know the terminology now we call it what masterminds, right? Oh yeah. But yeah. That, I, you know, we, I don't know what we called it back then, but <laughs> the fancy name now is mastermind VIP days. That's mm-hmm. where I started as well. So it, it works out that people say I was, you know, before my time, if you will, I'm not, not in looks now. Let me say that. <laughs> <laughs> but in regards of the things and the, and the strategies that was downloaded to me, but I do still do one-on-ones because you know how that, that goes with that. Some people still want that privacy of that, but really where I, my shine is really with mastermind VIP days. And just to be clarity, if, if one want to know what that is, that means when people get together, uh, it could be, you know, four or five people or VIP can just be one person, but you finish that goal, whatever that goal is, you finish that at that setting or you get a real outline or strategies that you can implement in your business and your life right then you know immediate is immediate and i think that goes back not to bring in the medical field back in quickly but i think that goes along with me being an anesthesiologist because a lot of times if you heard the things that goes on in the operating room is i need to be able to make a decision right away and so the long-term one-year programs never really appeal to me, Walker. And so uh, I do that with my clients because they won't, <laughs> they won't leave me alone. They pretty much part of the family. But uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> that's funny. They're going to be mad when they hear this. But I love them, truly. <laughs> uh, but the thing about it is I, I, it stemmed over from if you want to call it my nine to five or my medical career mm-hmm. that immediate or not immediate, but you know, trying to get results in a quick way, but doing it efficient and doing it that it'll last that, and this is the key that you impact in others and it can be repeatable. Right. Yeah. I mean, and I don't mean to sound cheesy at all, but I mean, to some extent, I mean, obviously doctors generally are, 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 <laughs> are helping people, um, so that that's kind of a baseline, but but really specifically with anesthesiology, you're, I mean, 
very specifically trying to help people not feel pain, right? While they're going through some sort of procedure or operation. And to some extent, that's kind of what you're trying to help people do with their business. Like you're not trying to necessarily help them um, define the day-to-day operations of their business or something like that. You're not doing that part of the operation, if, if you will, but you're help, trying to help them avoid the pain of not understanding, like you said, how to scale, how to monetize. Again, I don't mean to sound corny, but it's it's kind of a, a, a parallel thing that you're 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 doing in both places. Does that make sense? That that I love it, Walker. You're right on it. I, one person said because um, if you read my bio, I actually had the awesome opportunity for uh, winning the Audience Choice Award for Miss Corporate America um, in a, a couple of years ago, and. The, peop- the, the question was, they asked one, one audience person say, well, pretty much you put people to sleep by day and I, I wake them up in their purpose by night. Mm, that's good. <laughs> so it, it was so amazing that, uh, and, and you let me, let me say this, Walker, the thing about it is we have these dreams and goals inside of us and we really have to make sure we, t- you know, turn it just a little bit for our mindset, because a lot of times you need the accountability. You need someone to believe in you because you believe in yourself. But if you saying, I'm going to make, you saying I'm going to make that much money. You sure? Uh, Cause they have it inside. They're going to really over deliver in the services. Uh, you, you know, people, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's a given, but a lot of times it's just a mindset to have someone to hold your hand, if you will, and to give you the strategy that you can actually can do to make it work. Because we, we have the dreams. I don't think no one lacks that, but they lack the strategy of how we can actually, you know, let somebody know about it, one, and then take someone through the process that they could be as successful just like you are. Right. Yeah. I, I you know, something that you were talking about in one of your videos uh, that you recently posted to Facebook that, that I was watching um and, and to be clear, the video is much longer than what I'm about to say. So people should still definitely go and check it out. But there's a, a segment of it, at least, where you talk about how um, when when looking at coaches, for example, um, people should not be should understand that there is variety and that that a, a coach might say, well, this is how I do it. And, and you were saying in the video like, well, that might not be exactly how you're going to do it. Right. Like maybe the essence of that works, but maybe you're going to tweak it a little bit to, for you. And I just I want to emphasize that point because I think it's it, it's and it's not just specific to coaching, but it's specific. I think to, it's not specific. It's, I think it's, it applies to everything. <laughs> it, it matters to understand that there are a lot of different ways <laughs> that things uh, behave or, or are available, or I don't know. I'm not, not illustrating that clearly, I guess. But my point is that like, it's important to keep trying things and it's important to, um, to just try different things to see what kind of clicks. And it's important when, working with a coach or something like in the video you'd shared um, to understand that maybe the way they do it exactly isn't for you, or maybe that specific coach isn't for you, but that doesn't mean that all coaching is now bad or that all coaches are not for you. Right. Like um, there, there's a lot of nuance in all of it, I guess is, is what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. Yes. I totally agree. But, but you know, the thing about it is, um, and, and, and one thing, I, you know, I love to talk to people that do the same thing I do. A lot of people haven't matured to that level. And the reason I have matured to that level, because everyone has, they, you probably heard people say they secret sauce or they mojo. Some you've heard people say those different mm-hmm. terms because, you know, even with this wonderful platform I'm on now, we both do, you know, 
podcast and, sh- and help people share their message with the world. But it is a difference. I mean, I'm so excited to be <laughs> here with you, Walker. And the, and the thing about it is he brings out the joy in me and I do, the, you know, hopefully the same. So it's mm-hmm. a conversation and energy going back and forth to help everyone go to the next level in, in their life. So the thing and, I, and, and to extend that just a little bit, Walker, mm-hmm. I tell people if you have peace about it, because, you and, and you know, I don't know who said this, this uh, first, but. People, if you don't invest in it monetarily, and of course time, of course, doing the activity, you don't have see value in that. Now, I don't know when that started, but it's actually mm-hmm. true. <laughs> if you don't pay for it, you won't log into the course. You won't do the activity they need you to do. And the, with that being said, the coach needs to be able to show up as well. Uh, so you have to want it. I, I know that and we. I, I don't want to say a name, but y'all know the name with, with the tennis shoe. Just do it. <laughs> we, we have to do it. Uh, but we have to want it. And it's not, as my mom used to say uh, all the time when we were younger, it's not going to fall from the sky. We actually have to go out and do our due diligence, as we hear in, in the business arena. But we have to actually go out and do it. And it's, it takes the whole village. We've heard that term all the time. Mm-hmm. That's where your mentorship and your coaching come in. Because you know what, Walker? I tell my clients <laughs> the mistakes I've done. Because I don't want you to do the mistakes that I've done. I don't want you to take a whole two years to get beyond yourself. That's why I, I talk a lot about personal development and mindset. Because I self-sabotage myself for about almost two years. Mm. I'm great as an anesthesiologist. Don't get it twisted. (laughs) You are safe with me. But but when it became entrepreneurship, I'm like, wait a minute. I can, like you said earlier, I can make my own decisions. Really? But guess what? The same things that I was doing principle wise, uh, context wise, that's what I did in, in, you know, anesthesia and in my business. But when you take that leap of faith to impart in other people's lives, you have to, you do a double take, but that's where the mental and coaching comes in to hold your hand, if you will, that you actually can make it happen. Yeah, no, I, you know, I personally have been working with a coach for a little over a year now. And um, now it's not, she's not specifically a business coach. It's, it's more just kind of a, a life coach. Um, but I've gotten enormous value out of that. I mean, it, it's been it's been astonishing. And, and I was someone who honestly was kind of skeptical of it. Um, I mean, the, the lady I work with was actually a guest on my podcast and she was one of the first few guests that I had. And she said, um, she contacted me after and said, Hey, you know, some of the stuff you're talking about, I think I might be able to help. And so we kind of talked about it. And, and I was like, I told her, I was like, you know, I'm a little skeptical of this, but I also have to understand that I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Certainly not everything also Mm -hmm. just not very much um and everyone that i hear that that is successful um talks about the value of coaching so there's something to it and so then i just kind of as you said you know leap of faith just said okay let's try it and man it it, i mean it's changed my whole life it's um it's incredible so i i the value of coaching is cannot be overstated it is so (laughs) so so (laughs) it is it is (laughs) Well, and it's, it's, you know, it's something that, that I, I did another post of yours I saw and, and it, it's not, you know, this is a, another one of those kind of sayings that's out there or whatever, but it, it's something that, again, I think needs to be heard, which is 
if you want to go far, go together, right? You know, if you want to, if you really want to go somewhere, you got to get other people around you that will help you get there. And a coach is a great example of that. Yeah, it, it's amazing what you can do around people that's uh, positive. Uh, we, you know, in several books we can talk about that actually uh, tells us about that. But that you hear, you know, everyone talks about energy right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that is very important because if you're around a person that's, you know, that's not talking good or talking down, talking negative, you're going to start thinking negative. <laughs> and then if you think about it long enough, let's be honest, you might act out on that. Yep. And so that's why you hear, um, I have 20 God kids. I don't have any birth kids, but when I'm around them, I make sure I encourage and motivate them because they need to hear that they can, you know, be very successful in life in general, whatever, you know, they passion is to do in this world. But if you hear that over and over, that's why the power, not to get off topic, but that's how the power of affirmations, the power of, you know, some people do meditation and those type of things, read scriptures, et cetera, et cetera. But reading positive things and saying positive things uh, helps you and go, you know, it'll set your whole day in, in good, you know, in a good format because though if you look at what's going on in the world, not just right now, but even but prior to what's going on, uh, you can see some things that's not doing good. I, we're in media, you know, Walker, but some of the media outlets, most of the things they report is stuff that's not comfortable. Mm-hmm. And so if you're hearing positive things and, and, and exuding that to your family, your friends, before you know it, you're celebrating all the time because you're achieving, you know, you're achieving your goals in life. that's all very, very true. And and there's a couple of different ways that I want to go with that. So I'll pick one and and I'll probably try and circle back to the other one. But um, one is, is I was watching a, um, a podcast uh, with an NBA player named Patrick Beverly, and he's not a a really famous player. I mean, he's been in the league for probably eight years. So I mean, he's a, he's a legitimate NBA veteran, but he's not LeBron James or or someone like that. Right. Uh, He's, He's six two, I think, maybe. So, you know, not short, but by NBA standards, he's he's pretty small. Anyway, and so he was being asked, how do how what advice would you give to someone that wants to to do what you've done? Because you're not seven feet tall. You're not the the most athletic player ever, you know, to to be here. And he said, it's going to sound like I'm oversimplifying it, but it's it's hard work and faith. Um, and I just thought that that was. I was so glad to hear him say that because it, it aligned with a lot of the stuff that I had been reading and, and, and learning myself. And I think that it, it starts with a place from a place of belief and, and then it, the hard work comes from that belief, right? Like if like, I, I record a lot of podcasts and some of my friends will say like, wow, like you're really busy with that, but I, I love it. You know what I mean? Like I love talking to you this evening. I, I love these conversations. So 
what might appear to be hard work to someone else, like to me is not, but that's, that's because I have this faith in, in doing the podcast and that it will, you know, generate different things for me and not monetary things even, you know, just, just simply, um, I don't know, good feelings. <laughs> <laughs> now you're right. You're right. I, and then before you, you know, I feel the same way. I learned so much from my guests that helps me in life. And, and, mm-hmm. and, and of course I, you know, hope and pray that that happens <laughs> with my guests. I mean, the listening audience, because uh, especially being a leader and being the host of the show, it mm-hmm. always hits you first. Like if you, any speaker out there, anyone speaking in front of a crowd, you actually, before you can act to do your signature speech, <laughs> It right. has to hit you first, meaning that you've been through it. You actually know how to make it, uh, make it come to fruition. You know how to make it happen, and and the, you can actually tell when a speaker is that a, is that a real. You know, and I shouldn't say this, but if that's a story or a real story, story, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, and, and we we all have things that we've been through, and. With marketing, you probably have heard that story base is is the thing. Um, but we we have to share why we started a b- this business, why we doing you know the particular podcast, and and even why we doing the things that we doing on a daily basis. Because someone wants to hear that because they may need that motivation and inspiration to step out on what they need to be doing in life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think. Um... Yeah, I think I think what you say is is very accurate. Well, and the reason that I wanted to bring up, um, you know, the the faith and and into hard work thing is because faith can mean a lot of different things. But, you know, it's obviously to some extent, at least a synonym for for belief. Um, And you had mentioned affirmations, which is what triggered that whole thought for me, because I, I, you know, I'm also in the last year. That's something that I've learned to practice is, is daily affirmations and. I'll, I'll be honest again here. I, I'm always the cynical one, um, which I'm also trying not to be that guy. But um, I, I was like, I have, I'm going to stand and tell myself good things about myself. Like that sounds kind of cheesy. Well, it turns out I was the one who was cheesy for not doing it because once I started, the power of it is tremendous. It, it's the single best technique I've found to change my own belief. Um and I think belief is super important when going into any new thing, whether it be entrepreneurial or otherwise. And I think that affirmations, like you were saying, are so, so powerful to, to again, kind of as a shortcut to get that belief where it needs to be. Yes, yes. And, and Walker, I'll be, you know, and I talk openly about it. I grew up in poverty. I grew up Mm. Um, I, I'm a tall person. I know y'all gonna see on, on my pages and stuff. I, I'm I'm five uh, ten, and uh, I wore thick glasses. I mean, if you go way back in Google, you'll see them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I literally have been wearing contacts for uh, forty years. I, I beg and plead my parents that I can get contacts at an early age. Mm-hmm. So I, I wore the gas perm. If I, most people don't know what gas or hard contacts is, because <laughs> they're crazy. <laughs> but. But but they went on. They were convinced really to do it because I went through the bullying. 
Uh, mm-hmm. People would talk about me and call me the Sunday girl, the church girl, uh, four eyes. And then to top it off, I'm left-handed. And to make it even more significant, I, as tall I was, uh, growing, you know, growing up in poverty, I, it was a lot of hand-me-downs. And they was not my height, Walker. <laughs> so my clothes was too short for me in stature. And so with all that going on, I that bullying was a not not a good feeling. Uh, of course, my parents, I told my parents and, you know, they, you know, talked to the school and, and it pretty much resolved. But I know when the kids now, when they say things about that, it's a serious matter. Because if you don't really, and, I, and this is the word I'm going to choose, nip it in the bud, that can actually kind of, you know, impact you the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, not to, to go off topic here or something, but I, I can't imagine being a kid with social media, you know, like, I, I mean, it's one thing to be teased about the outfit one day, but for there to be a photo that's just permanently there <laughs> for people mm-hmm. to go through, like, I can't imagine. So I think you're right that it, it is even more important today to, to teach people these, these things and, and especially, you know, especially kids and help them understand, um, a, maybe not to, to, worry as much about what other people are saying, but also just to understand that they have value and that they are, um, they're just as important as, as anybody else. Um, so in your work, I, 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 and I may be misspeaking here, so please correct me if I'm, if I'm wrong, but are, are, is there also a ministry kind of element to your work or are have you been involved with the ministry before or am I, am I just, Am I misremembering what I read? No, you're right. And, and, and I'm laughing. I, I, I'm smiling that you bring that up because uh, <laughs> um, I, I am in ministry. Um, if if people uh, is similar to the Christianity faith, I'm, I've been called as an apostle. And it's so interesting how divine works. I'm going to just you know, leave it there mm-hmm. because the platform builder that my niece gave me, check this out, Brandon 101, right? <laughs> Listen to your babies. Um goes right along with that calling because what they do is build people and they actually help them get that foundation. And guess what, Walker, you're going to trip on this part. (laughs) (laughs) They actually go from place to place. And so that kind of goes right on the end with me being an anesthesiologist because what we go from one operating room to the other, we don't per se have an office like some of the other doctor, you know, family practice, Uh et cetera. And, And then that works well with me <laughs> with, with me doing masterminds vips and doing group sessions mm-hmm. so like, when i really sat down and thought about that like oh wow <laughs> but yeah i in all aspects that i do um regardless of what i do is i really and the people laugh at me when i say it walker but i really want you to smile because people you know of course i had to bring the medical is less muscles <laughs> but the <laughs> smile but also it boosts your energy and when your energy is up you want to accomplish the world and so all those things that you had deep inside that you wanted to start a business you wanted to start a podcast you wanted to you know start an online coaching business whatever the case may be you're going to be interested in doing it and next thing you know you'll be doing it you know of course with a mentor or coach hopefully <laughs> You'll be doing it. And when you make, and I also talk about this, Walker, I I really want everyone to celebrate small beginnings. I mean, when you make your first $50, you know, celebrate that. When you make, you know, as the number goes up, celebrate that. But not just the money. When you see your clients 
accomplish their goals. I love it. I want you, I want them to surpass me. I want them to just leap off like an eagle in this world. And, and that's why I really get my joy, the impact, you know, the things I do in the community, uh, things we take for granted. Oh, walk! I know we see that nowadays, but things we take for granted, you know, food, clothing and shelter, those type of things. So I do have that side of me that I'd make sure, uh, especially growing up in poverty. I, I grew up not having that choice. And, and, and forgive me, that's one thing that, that really irks me is when you don't have a choice. So I'm my, one of my goals in life and my strives and mission is to help people mm, have a choice in life. And that's from kids, from adults, from seniors, all the way across. Because even with the seniors, Walker, if you got to decide to pay your rent, for example, or mortgage versus medication, that's not good. And so that's why I like to be a the beacon of light that I can help people in any walk that I do in this, you know, from day to day. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, I think I think you're absolutely uh, absolutely right. Yet again, um, it's it, especially when there's no choice, you know, like I um, there's a, a local organization here. It's a food bank. The Ozarks Food Harvest is, is what it's called. I'm in southwest Missouri. And I mean, hungry people period is is heart-wrenching but when it's kids i mean man it really it really breaks your heart because you know that they didn't do anything to pick it and and i i know there are also adults in scenarios that they didn't pick either or they didn't you know willfully try and arrange to be that way but when you're a child that's certainly the truth right because you don't have any power um so i think i think that's a, a very powerful statement that you make there about trying to make sure that people as often as they can have choice because um, that I, I guess that maybe that is freedom to some extent. Right. Mm, that's good. I love that. I love, but see, you know, um, mm, some, so many areas in the United States, I don't, people may not, you know, I love Google <laughs> and all that um, hashtags. I love it, but um, we don't realize the statistics in the world that mm-hmm. there are so many areas that, below not not at but below the poverty level mm-hmm. and so and you're talking about kids but how can we the kids really want to participate in school if their stomach is growling if they right. don't have any clothes if they don't have a, a, a really a learning quote-unquote environment and you know of course different definitions of that um so really i can't learn if i'm hungry i can't learn if i don't have that environment for that. And, and I just really like doing that because one thing I can say, uh, going back just for a second, mm-hmm. I didn't grow up in poverty, but my father was there. And we know what the statistics is with the father not being in the house. Mm-hmm. So I, I try to be as much as I can in the community uh, because a lot of people have not seen a, a female doctor and, and j- j- to be transparent, a minority female doctor. And I try to be that one. I know we've heard so many people in the world say they don't want to be a, a, a role model. Well, I welcome it because I tell them, you ain't going to do everything right. But <laughs> the thing is when you make a mistake or when things don't go right is you use it as a learning curve to make sure you continue to move forward. And so I, I just love Mm, that that'll get me going there talking about helping people in the community <laughs> mm. yeah well i mean i was gonna ask you towards the end of the show but there's no reason that there's no order so i mean you also have a foundation um that you work with is that correct 
Yes, it's uh, it's actually the Sunday Foundation. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a little bit about it. You know, as we said, we're talking that I'm an anesthesiologist, but my brother and my godson, um, they passed away. My brother passed away over 10 years ago now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it was from a ruptured abdominal aneurysm. And what that is, just real quickly, is the main vessel in our body that takes blood throughout our body. I mean, with stress, <laughs> actually, mm. the cold came in. And you know what that happens if blood goes everywhere and he didn't make it. But what oh. I did realize in that journey walk with him and my godson, when they my godson passed away, he was about three. And he never walked. He never uh, really, uh, you know, used his uh, urinary functions, um, using the bathroom, what I mean with that. Uh, but when they passed away, I realized that, so many families be in the ICU waiting room and they don't going back again, walking to the basic necessities that we take for granted. Uh, we, you know, they, they had to do hospital food all the time and, you know, they didn't maybe have the money for that. They may didn't have enough changing of, of clothes and, and, and just somewhere to maybe sleep for a night, not in the waiting room. And so mm-hmm. that's our main job that we do. And we do a lot of it anonymous because you don't really need to know <laughs> who we are, but people want to know who we are at times. And so we take care of that and we sneak in and we love our social workers because they they allowed to be that in between that and the doctors of course and nurses that we can actually be anonymous as much as we can unless the family really want to know who really was the person that that gave them that you know just just a card to go to any kind of restaurant or any you know now you know calling a restaurant to drop the food off or whatever the case may be mm-hmm. and, and so we we just love doing that because I, I'm like, wow, families, they want to be there, of course, right? Mm-hmm. And so we need to help them take care of the things they really can't talk about. I can't, I really want to share with other people. So that's our main stance. But we actually have stem over with things that's going on right now that we're actually counseling healthcare professionals because this is a very stressful um uh, scenario. I guess that's the best thing to say of what we're going through right now. Because we never realized being in the medical field that we were the first responders. I mean, we remember in our history, you know, when that happened, the terrible thing happened with 9-11, you know, the first responders were, you know, the, you know, the emergency team, the fire department, et cetera, law enforcement. But the medical field, we never really thought about that in, in all honesty. Mm-hmm. And now a lot of people have to make a decision. Do one, to be honest, let's real, if they're going to stay in the medical field. And now the ones that's going to stay, how we can do it safe for the patients, number one, and number two, for ourselves and our families. And so that brings a lot of stress. And you know, stress can lead to so many things. Mm-hmm. And so we're actually doing that now is actually uh, being, uh, have a list of counselors that they can call anonymous if they want, uh, just for motivation, inspiration. And then also the right back again, walk into the basic necessity that we take for granted because, um, what bought with this as well, you know, a lot of people were able to not pay certain things for a certain period of time, uh-huh. but now they need to pay them. I'm like, well, uh, I didn't work for about three or four months. Uh, where am I going to get that money? You know, that money uh-huh. from. So we're just being trying our best. I mean, really, our goal is to be that uh, 
you know, be that gap to, to close that gap that they can actually to continue on. Because if you have no place to stay, no food, how can you continue your dreams in life? And so that's what really what we're doing, Walker. And we love it. I mean, I can wake up at two o'clock in the morning and, <laughs> and talk about how we actually extend to our, you know, our brothers and sisters all over this world. That's awesome. Yeah, that's that's really terrific. And I, I love I love. I mean, all of it is great. I, 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 I do love, though, the initial part that you shared, too, about just families being stuck in waiting rooms and not having the money. Because a hospital food, while it's famously not maybe the best, it's also not the cheapest. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I worked in high school as a cashier at a hospital, and I won't name names, but, I mean, there was a point where they, they, they were telling us as cashiers to start charging people per ketchup packet. Right, oh, like, wow. <laughs> wow. no, I just I didn't do it because they didn't have an inventory system that was sophisticated enough to track that. But come on, you know what I mean. So, anyway, the point just being that um, that that is a that is something that I personally really hadn't even hadn't even thought of. But that's so that's so right <laughs> that there that is such a thing that people struggle with, and and it's a need that that largely goes unaddressed. You know what I mean? Because it's not. It's not the thing that everyone's thinking about when someone's in the hospital. They're not thinking about how is the person who's there to to be supportive of the patient. How are they holding up? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, so in your work, uh, you know, obviously you've you've been doing this for for quite a while. um, But something that we talked about very briefly, but not a a lot is is you wrote a book. um, And and I've had several authors on and, and I'm just always fascinated by by people who can write a book because I mean, I can sit behind a microphone and talk for a while if you want me to, but but writing a book sounds <laughs> sounds pretty daunting. Um, so how how was that experience? When, when did when did that kind of come about in this journey with your your business? Oh, Walker, you can do it. I believe in you. <laughs> and you already have the audience on uh, your podcast audience. Well, you know, um, you probably have heard the statement um, "going from pain to purpose." And that's pretty what much happened. Uh, when my brother passed away, and I'm gonna just be say exactly what it what it was. <laughs> mm-hmm. My therapy, my therapy actually mm-hmm. was writing, and I didn't know I had the gift of writing. I, well, I was that uh, uh, that nerd geek, if you want to call it, in school that loved the essay papers and the research papers and the dissecting, you know, different things, you know. So I was that geek of nerd that did that. But with that experience, I had to write it down uh, to express uh, the way I felt. Because also, what happened, Walker, when my I the, the the anesthesiologist called me and let you know and let me know that they were having trouble um, getting my brother off the life support system when they were having the heart surgery, and I could hear my brother's heartbeat in the background, and I'm like, wow. <laughs> At this point, I am not an anesthesiologist. I'm a, his sister, and. I was out of the town and I came back in town and I was able to squeeze his hand. Mm. And so it was a whole nother level of, let's be honest, grief. And part of my therapy was writing. And so I took a class, you know how you see these classes that say how to get published. Uh, And I love my community colleges. I took it at the community college and I I have to say this number, Walker, and and I tend not to say this, but the class was $24. Okay. Okay. Yep. $24. And it has really, 
pushed me into my purpose because the first assignment was write 900 words of something that was dear to you. Mm. Well, at that time, it was really my brother because I was still in the in really the initial stages of the grieving process. But when I wrote that, the class, people loved it. I mean, people cried and said, my mom has been passed over 12 years and I didn't realize what I need to do is have that light bulb experience. And that's what I call it in my first book, uh, light bulb experience, that we can continue our journeys in life because they want us to be happy. They want us to obtain our purpose in life. And so that's how it all started. And next thing you know, (laughs) I wrote the book. But then, you know, the next part is you got to get it published and you have to uh, promote it. And that's how I ended up on social media, because at that time, physicians really was not on social media um, promoting anything, you know, nowadays it's, you know, everybody's doing promotion, but that's how it started out from that pain. It went to really igniting my purpose Walker in life. And then books just come from everywhere. Now from entrepreneurship, we even have a children book line. We have, uh, of course, faith-based books as well. They just come out everywhere now. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, that's, yeah, that's great. So, you know, earlier you mentioned affirmations and then you mentioned that that some people meditate and, and, you know, obviously writing was very uh, therapeutic for you. Um, What kind of daily and maybe it's not even daily, but what kind of self-care routines are are you engaging in? Uh, Do you journal or are you doing affirmations regularly? Like what kind of stuff like that are you into? Now, that's a good question. And I wrote a book about that, too. Oh, well, okay. Well, I just, you just read the book then. <laughs> well, no, no, no. I was just, I thought that was a little joke. That we just, no, no I, I was kidding. I was kidding. That's me because I'm, I'm, I'm always high energy, mm. uh, even at home. My family like, oh, well. But it's just, it's natural. I promise it's natural. Um, <laughs> and the reason I can do that is self-care. Um, mm. There's a backstory just real quick. When I was in medical school, you know, we studied forever. I mean, literally you study, you go to the gym, you may go to a, like a, a church event and that's pretty much it. <laughs> you, mm-hmm. you know, you eat your dinner, lunch and all that. But one of my friends was of another faith. And so she actually did not study on what's Friday night to Saturday, I think. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. And I felt all alone studying. I'm like, but you know what? I I started doing what she did. I didn't, you know, study on those times. And guess what? Lo and behold, my grades were higher. Oh, so that was my first knowing that I need to just relax, do something for fun, celebrate my small beginnings. And that's what I do now. And, and my clients, they kind of like smirk and laugh when I first say it. But you really have to when you get up in the morning, you say just I, welcome world. I'm here. Or just something that that actually makes you feel good, that you're, you know, a beautiful, you're handsome, that I'm going to actually make be very successful or whatever that word means to you when you wake up in the morning. And I always love to tell people, even males, just look at yourself in the mirror and, and say positive things about you in the mirror. Because if you look so much at, and I'll be honest, television, social media, et cetera, you're going to actually not have, sometimes may have a negative um, thing from that, you know, mindset. But so you have to make sure you take control of yourself. So I, I do that. I do a lot of affirmation, at least five in the morning and five of them in, you know, before I go to bed. Mm. And I do journal a lot. I, if you, you don't want to see how many journals I have. I have them for personal. I have them for, you know, things that I, that I meditate on for my family. And also, of course, my different businesses that I have. But it actually, let me tell you what it does, Walker. It helps me keep focused. It helps me celebrate myself because I love marking through things <laughs> that oh. I have done this, but I had to learn this. And I want to let the audience know this too. I had to learn how to delegate and I had to learn how to delegate well. Part of self-care is getting someone to help me around the house, if that's the case. Getting someone to help me in my business, my assistant. You know, uh, I won't mess with my website. I get someone to do that. So the different things that I do, I had to learn to allow, and this is what you have to do, ladies and gentlemen, allow someone else to actually come in your world and take those things off your, ta- off your, you know, off your tab, off your table, have what terminology you want to use with that. But also, guess what? The genius of this is you are inviting them to work in their genius and their talents and dreams. Mm-hmm. And when I really put that in perspective, Walk, I said, oh, I do not want to, you know, halt anybody or stand in anybody's way of being in their genius. So when I did that, I could delegate very well. <laughs> Yeah, and, and so they can actually shine their light to the world. So when I put it in that perspective, I I take a lot of things off my plate. I I try not to, I try to stay in visionary mode, um, so I can actually serve my clients at the highest level. So that I, it took a while to get there, ladies and gentlemen. I start up, I was everybody. I was a social media manager. I was the email person. I was writing my own emails. I was doing everything. But, you know, as you, you know, proceed and in, in, in higher up and more clients come, you have to be able to delegate. And I love to say delegate well, because you want to be, <laughs> you still want to be the leader and to be able to motivate, the, you know, your team. Yeah, well, I mean, and honestly, it, it, I think maybe it, it it might not be a connection that that's drawn instantly, but to me... I, that's what coaching is. Hiring a coach and working with a coach is also delegating. It's not delegating a task like sending an email or, 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 or setting up a website, but it's delegating some of the mental power that it takes to figure out everything in your life, right? Whether it be a personal coach or a business coach or whatever, that it's kind of that same idea of letting go of a little bit and not trying to, to maintain tight control ourselves and allowing other people to collaborate with us 
even on things that are very personally important to us. Mm, that's good. I, I'm gonna use that Walker. <laughs> that's awesome what, you, what you just said. That's awesome because you you have to, and it goes back. And I, I'm being very transparent on this conversation. Uh, growing in, up in poverty, you know, uh, you used to keeping it. You know, the little saying. What what's that little saying? Whatever happened in Las Vegas, stay in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how you we were. You know, my generation, uh, we were brought up. And not saying, you know, my parents, they were strict. I know when they listening, they right. <laughs> but, you know, that was good that they were they had a strong background, okay, of keeping me uh me and my brother and sister in line. But with that being said, you bring that to your adulthood. So you have to learn to allow people in what I call your inner circle. That's what I call. And sometimes you do it right and sometimes you don't. But the key is you have to realize, as we mentioned earlier. We can't do this journey on our own. We have to invite people in to to really. This is what I like people around me, Walker. That and, and I'm you know I'm making a paraphrase is that they'll push me off the cliff. Not in a mm. you know not reality now. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, but they see greatness in me, and I see greatness in them. You know, because one time, let me say this real quick. I, I was telling a friend of mine uh, last year. I said, "Wow, why they don't do that event anymore?" And she said, what event? And I I went to tell her about the event. And she said, well, why don't you do it? And I was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) The next thing you know, we had, we did the event and it was amazing. And people, they, you know, with things going on now, they said, well, you need to do it virtually. You need to keep doing it. But uh, the thing about it is a lot of times, as we said, your coaches, your mentors will see so much inside of you. But you just need to hear it from someone, not yourself, because in your mind, you got the positive and the negative. Okay, but a lot of times, depending on what we've been through in life, we'll go to the negative. But we but that coach and mentor and being around positive people will actually say, wait a minute, I actually can do this. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, like I shared earlier, you know, I work with a coach and, and I told her that one time I said, you know, I think there's a ton of great things and insights that she's had. So I don't mean to act like this is the only time she had something brilliant um, or that this is the only thing that she does. That's great. But it's, it's like, no matter what problem I'm encountering or no matter what situation I'm trying to work, work out, her position is always one of, of like, there's another opportunity. Like there's another way to, to move forward. There's always a way to progress. It's never, She's never said to me like, yeah, we're at a dead end here, so you should just hang it up. You know what I mean? Like there's always this encouragement. And again, it, to hear the words, I mean, everyone intellectually understands those words, but there's real power in having someone. And I think I think it being someone who's, <clears throat> I mean, my coach is certainly not a stranger to me at this point, but she's also not my mom or something. You know what I mean? Like my mom would tell me I was great, even if it was the worst thing ever. Cause she's my mom, you know, like mm-hmm. <laughs> she's looking out mm-hmm. for me. So it, it's, it's nice to, to hear things from people that, um, again, aren't just by default, your biggest fan because they're your family or your closest friends or whatever. And not that that's not important too. It is, but I think there's, I think it's different when it comes from, from someone who's, who's not already in that circle. 
<laughs> yeah, that's powerful. Yeah, because I think my my parents have bought everything that I <laughs> right, right, exactly, exactly. And it's funny that when you say that because I think all of my awards that I've had throughout my journey, it, they are at my mom and dad's house. <laughs> <laughs> they it was well invested on the time that they did. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, so um, is there any? And I, I just is there any story that you have that that you would like to share of, of maybe? And it doesn't have to be the most. You know, people always use that kind of language, and, and that's too too specific. But is there a story that stands out of maybe a client that you've worked with or a business that you helped out that really just kind of stood out as? Um, and again, not the only one, I'm not diminishing any of the others, but it stood out as, as a really remarkable experience for you. I, I, oh, I have several, but I guess the, the one that always come to light, it was actually, it was a young guy. He, he was 16 years old, mm. had a wonderful idea of, of starting a, a, a business. And his mom said, well, let's see what, you know, cause I know her, um, she's actually one of the, one of my clients and she said, let's see what Dr. Sunday says about it. And, <laughs> and it blew me away. Uh, it blew me away. And he now teaches adults how to uh, invest in the stock market. Oh, wow. And he's very good at it. So <laughs> that's awesome. very good at it. Uh, and so really he already knew the trade. Basically what I had to do is help with the foundation of getting it, you know, organized online, of course, protection, you know, the, the business part of the structure and how to be protected of your proprietary information. And I, th- and it, it just amazed me. I, and he laughs at me now cause he's of age now, you know, over 18, but at 16 that people was ta- paying him five and six figures for the learn how to do the stock market. <laughs> So that so that was kind of that was that was probably the the, the amazing story, and, and then also I always have to say as well one of my uh, recent clients that I did a podcast actually with him. He was the podcast host and had an amazing athletic history, and but he didn't think about what he had been through transitioning from. Uh, being in the athletic, you know, field to entrepreneurship, kind of what we started. It, it, it comes full circle, right? Our conversation in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, you know, you actually have a great journey and story. I mean, can you document what you, what you did? He said, of course, because it was so much of a struggle. <laughs> right. And so now what he does is he, he teach other athletic people and he is he has two avatar you know target market um he actually helped the young people before they even go off to scholarships and stuff so they can have that mindset of what you really need to be doing with your money uh while you in the medical you know in the athletic field but also so many unfortunate i'm just saying unfortunate of the um people that have had injuries so what do you do after an injury? And then you really don't want to go back to the field or to the court. Mm-hmm. And he, so he was, I mean, unnatural because you, he's been through it. So I think that was the second one that would come real close to that because it was already there. You've heard people say, use what's in your hand. So that was a natural experience that he went through and, it, you know, in his family 
that he didn't think people would pay for. But people would love to hear from your experience of how you went through it. So they won't have to, one, make that mistake. But also you have the wisdom and knowledge to get to the the other side, if you want to call it that, or the, the monetization side, I love to call it. So I just love those transformation stories. But if you really think about it, Walker, people think, why would, people would not pay for this. It's just, it's my life. But yes, people will pay for that because they want to not, they want to do it at a quicker rate than you took, you know, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years. But also they want to not make those mistakes. And then the other thing is they want to, they want to do it, but can, will somebody pay for it? So all those things are so excited. I just love it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's, that's awesome. Um, I, yeah, I think it, I think that there's a lot of truth in 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 what you're you're talking about, um, and I think also another thing, another reason it, 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 that it's useful is because, and this is the reason that I like to have such a variety of guests. You know, I, I don't my show is not just coaches, for example, or, or just authors, and you, know, you obviously are, are both of those things, but um, but I have a wide variety of people because I like to hear a variety of stories and share a variety of stories because I also think that even if someone isn't sharing like how they overcame, well, maybe not, even if it's not, you're, you're not listening and in, in gleaning tactics or strategy from a, 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 someone's story. Sometimes just knowing that someone else has been where you're at or that someone else has seen what you're seeing helps give you confidence to, to yeah, I could overcome that too. You know what I mean? Or, Oh, okay. Someone else has seen this before and maybe it's not identical, but I'm not, I'm not alone in this. You know what I mean? And I think that's really powerful too. Yes, 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 yes. You, you can learn, you know, the thing that I have that I love, cause I stay out, you know, kind of almost in the country. <laughs> I learned so much from nature. Well, mm-hmm. uh, I love being around water uh, because we learn so much uh, just looking and gleaming at the birds and the, the, you know, the squirrels and, and the trees, the trees don't come. They, it's no competition. They all move together. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that, that that yeah, that's awesome. And it is it is wild how much we can learn. And this is a complete complete derail of our conversation, but how much we can learn from nature. And I've actually seen some things here lately where some of the technology that they're designing and some of like the engineering principles that are applied, they actually look to nature to to see how it works there to then you know, construct our man-made version of it. Um, so I, I think you're, you're definitely right. There's a lot of wisdom in, in looking to nature for how things work and, and, and lessons, if you will, um, that, that might not be spoken, I guess. Yes. Yes. It's amazing. <laughs> um, well, Dr. Sunday, I got to tell you, uh, you, you've said several times throughout the conversation that you like to make people smile. And uh, while you and I, are, are just doing an audio thing. So you couldn't see my face. Um, I have been smiling the entire time. It has been nothing but a pleasure to talk to you. Um, I am so delighted that, that you came on the show. And I have to imagine that anyone that encounters you finds themselves smiling because you're just such a warm and, and, and kind person. Um, we've talked about the book, we've, we've mentioned the podcast, and I've got your social media profile. So I'll have that all in the show notes. But if people are wanting to, to connect with you and, and get more Dr. Sunday, um, where should they go? How should they go about doing that? Oh, well, you're so nice. I should have make sure I, t- I take that over and over. <laughs> 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 I'm just kidding. Um, I 
I'll make it easy for everyone. Um, it's ReneeSunday.com. Everything is there and it'll actually direct you to the different things that we do, uh, social media, podcasts, et cetera, et cetera. But that's Renee, R-E-N-E-E, Sunday, like the day of the week, S-U-N-D-A-Y.com. Awesome. Well, like I said, I'll, I'll definitely have that in the show notes so people can just click it directly and, and go right to it. Um, Dr. Sunday, thank you again so much for your time. I really appreciate you coming on the show tonight. Um, it's been a real pleasure. Oh, thank you. Welcome. Such a pleasure. I could talk to you all night, (laughs) all day.
Sunday shoes standing at our front door Telling us all the And who should we be loyal to When the levees break from weather All right, folks. Well, that's all for the show today. Thank you so much again to Dr. Sunday for coming on the show. Really enjoyed our conversation. Again, you can find links to her website in the show notes. Uh, also, thank you to Misha Zarens for providing the music. And of course, last but not least, thank you, listener, for listening to the episode. I'd also encourage you to check out my other podcast, Pick Up Your Sticks, which I co-host with Brett Lindley. Pick Up Your Sticks is a podcast about video games where we talk about why gaming matters. You can find Pick Up Your Sticks anywhere podcasts are found. Again, thanks so much for listening. Have a great week. Stay up.